0: You're all very welcome back to another podcast delivered to you by WeddingSuppliers.ie. We're getting stuck straight into this podcast. We have Enda Hart on the line with us, ladies and gentlemen. He is a solemnizer and he comes from SpiritualCeremonies.ie and he's based in Sligo. Hello, Enda. How
1: are you, call? Everything
0: Great. It's a beautiful day out there. Let's stamp the occasion. What day is today? I'm, I'm lost, Enda. What, what day is it, Enda? <laughs>
1: it's the day after yesterday. That's the, that was the right answer. <laughs> That's the way we all are. Today. It's, it's today. I remember the. the- the present is always a gift, isn't
0: that it? The present is always a gift. I do like that one. That's that's a great way to start this show for for sure. Uh,
1: yeah, we, we go we go straight
0: to the deep end, huh? Yeah, that's it. But look, it's a beautiful day, and listen, I'm I'm kind of halfway inside, halfway outside, if if you can visualise that, right? So there's dogs going around here. There's a couple of kids. So if anyone hears any kids screaming or dogs barking, that's that should be okay. We're allowed we're allowed to break the rules uh, in podcasts the way things are. Enda, let's get stuck straight in. But let's start with this one. We have celebrants. We have solemnisers. We have Humanists, give us a little brief overview on that. We're going to talk about lots of stuff today, but just give us a, 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 a brief idea of the difference and what they all do.
1: Okay, so um, I suppose people use the same term for the same people that do the same job, but not everybody can do all the things you need them to do on your wedding day. So the main thing you want to be at the end of your wedding day is actually legally married. So anybody that does that, they're called a solemnizer, so be it somebody from the HSE, so that would be your civil registrar, they work Monday to Friday, there's um, set times and set times that they perform the ceremonies in, and there are restrictions over what they can and can't include in the ceremony. So for example, there'll be uh, no religious reference or mentions of uh, anything like that in the ceremony. Um solemnizers would be anybody um, that's on the list of HSC-approved solemnizers, so we can all legally marry us. So be it somebody from spiritual ceremonies, be it humanists, uh, or from any other organizations, or the churches. So churches, uh, your priests would be on the list of registered solemnizers for so those get married in the church. Right, okay. So it means that we can sign the paperwork at the end of the day. Um, the difference, I suppose, between the two, and it's um, or the, the the three even, is that uh, some people use the term, for for any wedding outside the church, they call it a civil. And that's kind of the buzzword. And the buzzword kind of changes every couple of years. So for a while there, it was civil. And then they realized that there's more people than the HSE doing weddings outside of the church. So they called them humanists. And then they realise that there's more people other than humanists and HSE minor inside the church. So that's where you've got the differences. So the, the main one is also, which is spiritual ceremony where mindful and respectful for all religions and all beliefs. So if you're from two different religions, if, you've got, if you want to include some religion or have a song with the word God or a religious reference like heaven in it, there's no problem at all. So have no restrictions with, with music and readings. Uh, humanism believe in the here and now, so they won't have any religious reference or mention of God or anything like that in their ceremonies. Okay. That's kind of... The bare bones of it, it and was- um, so anybody a songwriter can legally marry. You, and I suppose the big thing is that we work seven days a week at uh, any time that you choose.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and there's a big shift now. I seen there recently there was um they brought out the new stats uh you know for, for, for between the Roman Catholic Church and, and solemnizers Um and that would be the next question, I suppose. There is that more of a shift now. And we put something on the Instagram, I don't know if you've seen a little poll, just asking about that, you know, because some restrictions for Sundays for priests, I suppose. I know some priests are opening up to that, but um so there's a bit of a shift now towards being able to get married on a Sunday because a lot of weddings are being moved into midweek by default. And are you seeing more of a uh, more inquiries coming in for that type of stuff?
1: Yeah, we we would do a lot of um Sunday weddings and you know people you know the stats that came out said that you know Sunday weddings aren't popular. Well the reason they aren't popular is that thirty percent of the weddings in Ireland are performed by HC who don't work Sunday. And then you've got about, you know, um forty four percent or thereabouts is Roman Catholic weddings who generally don't perform weddings on the ceremony, so on a Sunday. So therefore that's about seventy percent of it. So you can you can sway uh, information in statistics when you add up, when you take those chunk out uh, so the likes of humanists and spiritualists and other bodies that can legally marry on Sundays, we work most Sundays and it's as good as a Friday wedding because you don't need to take the second day off work so if you most people are off weekend, so you know you have the Sunday and you're certainly on the Sunday and then you have the morning, you have the Monday to recover or <laughs> bank holiday call this Sunday, oh, it's a very very popular one and Easter actually Easter weekend the last couple of years has been really popular. I mean, we had run on, um, we are scheduled today for Good Friday. A lot of people get married on Good Friday
0: now. Yeah, we did our first Good Friday wedding last year, you know, so that's it. And, and uh, we keep on going back to, and we won't go too much into this, but your wedding date, it's a date. It's not a day, it's a date. And I think we all agree on that. Um, not to be afraid of, Looking in when you're struggling to find new dates for next year, if you have to postpone, you know, don't don't be afraid to look at at those dates either. Um. So, Ender, look, we have a bit of a roadmap, if we want to call it that, at the moment. Where Where are you on on what they've delivered to us there last Saturday? Just for our listeners, this podcast, I think it's the seventh of May. <laughs> I think it is. Where are you on the on the roadmap, Enda?
1: Um. I suppose we welcomed any kind of uh, anything that would give us some kind of an idea of when things are going to start happening again. Um, I suppose, look, the one thing we have to bear in mind with all this is that one thing we want at the end of everything is that many people as many people stay alive as possible and we kind of kick this to the curb and get it away as quickly as it came. So we all have to do our bit. So if that means, you know, not get married for a little while, if that means not going out to pubs and clubs, we we'll do whatever it takes to get rid of this thing as quickly as we can. Now, they did give us, you know, the kind of five-point plan or the five phases, starting from the 18th of May and kind of the next last one going to the 10th of August. Um, but I mean, if, if we take it down, um, just even for travel, so you know, people we can't really travel. You know, people if you're having a wedding, you can't really travel until the 20th of July. Yeah. So people aren't supposed to be, you know, don't make unnecessary journeys from up until the 20th of July. Um, hairdressers, beauticians ain't open until the 20th of July. So I think they'll be the first thing port to call for a lot of brides and, and grooms as well because I think we're all we are all in need of a barber shop visit we as well. Are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so look, I suppose the, the big thing is they do mention they do mention hotels, they do mention bars, which is where a lot of um, weddings take place. They do mention weddings, but they don't define what a small wedding is. I mean, I work with couples that are local from America, and you know, there's just the couple and their witnesses on the day is the photographer and the videographer, the person that draws them to the to the ceremony. Uh, then you could have somebody that lives in Mayo that thinks that 200 is a small wedding, you know? Um, it's all it's all relevant. So yeah. if we can get a bit of clarity over, you know, when this is going to happen. And look, the other side of it as well is, this is a moving plan. So if, if things go well, things could happen a bit quicker and, you know, we go into the next phase a bit quicker, which would be brilliant. And then if this thing flares up, because people get a bit complacent and they don't wash their hands and they, they stand too close to people in the supermarkets and stuff like that, they could get pushed out a little bit as well. So we all have to remember to do our bit. And the quicker we all do that and, and adhere to it. And, you know, don't be silly and kind of mingling when we don't need to be mingling with people and kind of taking yeah. the foot off the gas
0: And it's a very, get through this quicker. It's a very strong message. I mean, I, I did go into the supermarket there on last Thursday and I, you could see that the people are starting to loosen up. But we have to think... You know, everyone is in a different headspace, physically, mentally. There's all these, it's very, very complex for for all of us. Um, But you're, you're so accurate there. I mean, if we do behave ourselves, it's a moving plan. Asking the government for clarity on numbers, the, the, when they don't have clarity themselves is a tough one. Um, I think they're doing a good job, personally, but the, a small wedding should. Should they say, look, is it 50? Is it, you know, so there is a little bit, it's it's white elephant stuff there at the moment, especially for couples. But I think, you know, I don't know if you have any dates, you know, in June or July or August. I think what they have done is just settled and brought a sense of calm to couples that these phases, let's let's go through the phases, let's go through in May, Let's go into June and then we can probably make a, a better call on it. And I think you, you, that what you said there, it's a moving plan. That's a, quite interesting, you know. Um, yes. Yeah. So, like, what do you think? Do you think they're kind of approaching it right in that sense? We'll we, we look at it again in two weeks type thing.
1: Well, look, the first thing I'll say is the people in government, the Department of Health and the emergency, you know, the, the, the people that are looking after us, they know way better than any of us do. Yeah, we yeah. can say, like, we, look, we, look, we all have a vested interest. We want life to go back to normal as quick as I can. And be that, you know, that we're celebrating with family and friends and celebrating weddings and life moving on to the next phase of your life, be it that we're back to work, we all want that. But the overriding thing is the health and welfare of the nation. And whatever the go- that's the government's main thing. They just want to get us through all this as healthy as they can be. So we just have to go with them. Are they doing a good job? They're doing the best job that they can with the information that they can. And look, is everything 100%? You know, they might look back and reflect on it, but like they can reflect on all that when this is all over and look the next time we have a pandemic this is what we do quicker the next time and there'll be lessons learned from it and they'll react quicker to things and as, as leo Radker said you know one of the things they probably do is kind of stockpile um masks and gloves and and um, stuff like that but look that that's neither here nor there the reason i think that they're not coming out with a number is if they come out with a number you have the people that are, you know, if they say 50 people is a small wedding and then you've got somebody that needs 52 people on the premises and then they're given out because that's not fair. Um, if they say a small wedding is 50, do we go back to before the lockdown came in where that 50 people had to include all the members of the staff, the people that are playing in the band and stuff like that? So there's like, once we get a little bit of clarification, we're going to need more. So if he says comes out and says, you know, it's 50, it's 100, it's 150, you know, where where does it stop? And then you mm-hmm. the other side of it, that if this flares up again, it will be all his fault for allowing 150 people to congregate. So I think they're doing, you know, they're doing the prudent thing of waiting to see what happens. See, OK, are we, it's, it's like, you know, progressing through a course in college. Are we getting through year one? Did we do everything right? Are we, can we move on to the next phase? Yes, we can. And, and if we don't, you know, hit the mark for getting through to the next phase, then we stay in that phase a little bit longer. And then we move it out again. So, mm. look, it, as I said, it's a moving plan. they do the best they can. Um, I suppose what it does do is it does give us some kind of um, idea that you know we may see the you know we're not going to go back to normal. There's a new normal, as, as Simon um, Harris is saying. it you know we will be washing our hands a lot more. We will be more aware of being in people's um, personal space. We will be social distancing for a little while, and mm. there will be people that will be a little bit afraid to attend. Um, public functions like that. They don't want to take as a necessary risk to them. There'll always be that little fear until we've got a vaccine lockdown for this. But look, life does have to go on and people have to get back to some kind of normality um, as quick as they can. And
0: and, and sorry for cutting across you there, but there is some yep. light in it now. Like, I mean, when, when did they come out with this kind of roadmap on, on Saturday, there's some light for all of us. There's a little bit of, instead of us not knowing in June or we July, you know, or are we spring next year, there's a little bit of light now. We all know, look, if we play our part, we, we, we can get to, like, New Zealand there, you know, they're doing a great job over there. And um, so, sort of, you know, we can really, really crush. We, we will not make this virus go away until we have medical intervention, but we, we can really crush it.
1: Yeah, and I suppose the other thing is, you know, it's it's great looking at other countries and admiring what they've done and what they've put in place. But we can't compare, like, for, like, you know, we're a completely different country to the UK or a completely different country to New Zealand. So the government has to do what's right for for Ireland as a country and for the people of Ireland. Uh, What I do like, though, is that that they give us kind of some kind of timeline of when we can expect hotels to reopen, that they can start putting stuff in place and letting the staff know, listen, sorry for, you know, keeping you in the dark, but you knew as much as us. So we're going to start, you know, Doing a big deep clean a couple of weeks before that, so you'll be back to work by a certain date. So that gives certainty for, for um yeah. the workforce for, for the hospitality sector. Uh, stuff with pubs and stuff like that and entertainment and pubs, I'd say the pubs that look in first will be the ones that have a food offering. You know, the people will be able to have a little bit of a social thing. So I, I don't think we're gonna see football matches and I don't think we're gonna see them rammed for rag wigs or anything like that <laughs> not anything yet
0: <laughs> no, 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 not no. yet, not yet. Uh, no.
1: But I suppose the other thing as well is like what we have to remember as soon as 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 you know, alcohol is added into any scenario like all this stuff on the timeline is grand and if all people act the way they're supposed to act brilliant but you know yourself from from seeing people um, drink alcohol that their uh, kind of their, their judgement goes down a little bit you know their, yeah. their judgement 2 meters away from somebody on a dance floor is is rapidly decreased uh, when a uh, rock the boat comes on everyone's on the floor <laughs> rock or, the boat, or, rock
0: know, the boat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it yeah, yeah well yeah. well listen you know i suppose when when sometimes when you get to a wedding, to, when you get to a wedding early enough and the speeches have just been done, and then everyone's just getting up and they're turning the room around, and you might see people all respected, the ties are on, everything's great, and then you know, as you know, I'm in a band, and then you know, at the end of the night, then the tie is on, and you're going, Who's that guy? Where did he come from? <laughs> or, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, and look, it, it, that's all part of the wedding, pulling, pulling the trousers up, and you know, it's great, it's all great fun, and look, we will get back to that. Like, people were talking about, you know, oh God, our wedding's going to be different from here on in. And this leads me to the next question. Um, Some people are still going to want to get married, even if it's just the two of them. We're hearing the language, micro weddings, boutique weddings. I think micro weddings might be more popular than boutique because if you've got a boutique wedding you still need a large space if there's restrictions but with the micro weddings you know you'd be the first point to contact for something like that have you been getting any emails um, about people saying look if we can't restrictions we're still going to go ahead and have a sm- like a micro wedding you know
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, micro weddings are something that w- we've been doing for years because I didn't realise that, that loads of people come from America to Ireland to get married because it's on their bucket list. And, you know, do we have a party in America or do we come to Ireland have a bit of an experience? And sometimes they bring maybe 10 or 20 friends with them. So it's like they invite them on their honeymoon and they get married while they're in Ireland. And that's a lovely thing to do. So for your micro wedding or wh- whatever you want to call it, um, the minimum you need at that is five people. So a lot of time it could be the couples that are coming from America or from Ireland in this case, and their witnesses could be their photographer and the videographer or the person that's driving them around and you celebrant or your are that's going to legally marry you. So your minimum there is five. Um, again, so you're, you're waiting for venues t- to reopen to kind of get married there. But you know, um, people get married outdoors of venues and um, we've got a um, space in Dublin that we used before lockdown just for micro weddings for, I think we'd about eight people there with social distancing and then we live streamed over Zoom and then um, the couple get married would we'll send an email to their friends and family to log in and kind of watch them get and off officially. Lovely, yeah. um, look, weddings will be a little bit different. I think they'll be better than ever because we're all dying to get out and <laughs> celebrate with people. Yeah. And any excuse to get out and go to something because, like, weddings, they're a great day because, you know, there's good entertainment, they're in nice venues, uh, they're good crack, you know, yeah. they're a happy occasion, they're a happy family occasion, and... You know, sometimes, I don't know what everybody else's family is like, but sometimes we all, as cousins, we would meet up, and the only time we meet up is at family funeral. And you say, do you know what, we, we won't leave it as long the next time. We'd all meet up and we, we'd go for a happy occasion. And next time you meet each other, it could be a wedding. And yeah. it's a lovely time to kind of catch up with everybody and see what's happened and see what's going on in everybody's life, or people you're in college with or in school with or you grew up with. And when they get married, it's a real sense of occasion, you all coming back together and kind of reminiscing over, over the childhood days as teenage years, teenager, your yeah. 20s, where you're... You know, and like that will still happen at weddings, um, but they will be a bit epic. Um, So, what so many couples are doing is they want to get legally married this year, and then they're going to have the big, big party next year. So, it could be that uh, they just want to get married. So, it could be for a number of reasons. It could be that the date means something to them. So, they could be, you know, together, you know, five, ten years on a particular date, and they just want that nice date in their head. Yeah. Uh, I've couples that are getting married on, say, the twenty second of August this year and having a big party on the 22nd of August next year or something like that you can do that Um, so I suppose the main thing is a lot of people are kind of doing that but you know if if we look at it, uh, it logically so hairdressers and musicians aren't opening for the 20th of July and I, I, I know very few brides that'll be happy enough uh, walking up the aisle <laughs> with, without having the hair and makeup done, unless you know. you get your uh, Unless
0: you get your hairdressing skills right then you can multi, multitask on the day. <laughs> well
1: I tell you now you don't want me doing And <laughs> um, Yeah and look and even after that you know when, when pubs, hotels, pubs and restaurants reopen again then you can go for a nice meal or that afterwards. So yeah. what some people are doing is they're, they're having a little celebration this year with, with whoever you want there. Uh, adhering to the government guidelines at the time, and then they're having the big, big party next year. So the, you know, people that have postponed, have postponed, and the ones that are holding out, they're waiting to see. And look, that's a good approach to take as well. I mean, there's no point like um, panicking, you know, because panic gets you nowhere. Panic so gets nowhere yeah. No, not at no. all. And yeah. you know, like as, as you know, people feel under pressure because guests are ringing and saying, "Well, are you happening Is it happening or not?" So mm. make the call when it's right for you both. And what I say is. Look, we have a plan now. so We have a rough idea of how things are going to go and we just need to monitor the news and it will see what the definition of a small wedding and a large wedding is going to be. Yeah. And that will kind of give us a better indication of how things are going to go um, for stages four and five.
0: Yeah, and look, we will get back. Irish people, I don't think anywhere else in the world, uh, do weddings as well uh, as, as Irish people do them. So look, and that was great. Bread of fresh air, lovely bringing you on. I'm going to let you go back to that beautiful day. You're down in Sligo. What's the weather like? Is it Good.
1: Blue skies now, so I'm getting the two dogs now We're going to go for a little walk now and get out of the house for clear to
0: head. Good man, good man. Listen, Ender, thank you very much and we will bye chat you to call. you soon. Talk good man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.